Welcome to Unfortunately Required Reading. But this time we actually have a bit of a strange interlude. We have been tasked to debate something. To debate the the wonderful, beautiful, the Oxford comma. Now, um, I was actually in debate, so we're going to treat this like a standard debate where we are af and neg. Um, in this instance, as always, I am going for the neg. And I like everything on Facebook, I'm going to fight hard for the Oxford comma. Now, this may not entirely reflect my true views, as I am somewhat channeling the uh, lawyer chicken from Futurama. Oh, Lord. Who is my favorite. Wait, can I channel Harvey Birdman, attorney at law? Absolutely! <gasps> or, uh, what is it, Ken Seven or whatever his name is? <laughs> Bisexuality. We're terrible. Uh, uh yes. So these might not fully reflect all of our views, uh, but shout out to Jason, who asked for us to have a loving, spirited discussion. Sans spirit, actually. We have not consumed alcohol yet. Not yet, no. Um, so just as kind of a heads up, if you would like to hear us debate a part of the English language, or language in general, or grammar, please go ahead and send us an email at unfortunately required reading. Or hit us up on uh, our social media. I'm yeah. sorry, that's unfortunately required reading at gmail.com because. Yeah, just type unfortunately required reading into the ether and we'll receive it via astral projection. Or, you know, scream into the void. That works too. It works for me. Although then the void looks back. Only on Tuesdays. Uh, and the alternate Wednesday. Yeah, every once in a while. So the definition of the Oxford comma, because, you know, like every bad high school report, you have to start with the definition. Um, a comma used after the penultimate item in a list of three or more items, before and or, an example, an Italian painter, comma, sculptor, comma, and architect. It is also called a serial comma, and its origin is it's a characteristic of the house style of Oxford University Press. Oxford University Press, shout out for life. So, what I heard in that definition was, this is a comma by pretentious, stuffy Mr. Darcy's who have so much time on their hands that they feel the need to throw around commas lazily as if people are stupid and cannot self-punctuate. Listen, I remember in high school hearing all the when in doubt, leave it out. There's even a court case that was just passed where they determined that the Oxford comma was necessary for businesses, especially in legal writing. Now, may I ask which court this was under? I can actually pull that up. Because I believe on. it was a U.S. court decision, was it not? Is is there something wrong with the U.S. court? A lot. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Well, that's fair. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> the prosecution rests. A lot, actually. That's going to be your whole prosecution. No, not all of it. So, according to Fortune.com, because you, Fortune. I'm poor, yeah. um, and CNN, the Oxford commas power should never again be doubted. <clears throat> so, a group of dairy drivers in their dispute argued that they deserved overtime pay, and the appeals of courts agreed with them because the guidelines setting out the types of work that don't require overtime pay lacked clarity. The case turned on one particular extract. The canning, comma, processing, comma, preserving, comma, freezing, comma, drying, comma, marketing, comma, storing, comma, packaging for shipment or distribution of agriculture, meat, perishable foods. The lack of an Oxford comma between packing for shipment and distribution of meant that it was unclear whether the guidelines meant distribution and packing for shipment were separate things or whether the exemption applied to jobs involving either packing for shipment 
or packing for distribution. For want of comma, we have this case, the judge wrote. Okay, so I can understand and I can see your argument that at times it is a clarifying force. However, would you not agree that the Oxford comma now has been a debate mostly done by people who have entirely too much time on their hands as us? I mean, like, <laughs> I can't deny that because, I mean, Oxford comma people, like my people, we're talking about, hey, should I get an Oxford comma tattoo? That, How do we yeah. do this? So so here's a, here's a peek behind the curtain. I don't give a hoot and a half about the Oxford comma. I'm a fiction writer. I do what's convenient. I do what helps make the sentence make sense to me and to others. But Oxford comma people will threaten to slash your tires if you so much speak ill of this superfluous, just bourgeois little piece of punctuation. I would like to see your definition of bourgeois <laughs> in regards to uh, commas. I didn't realize that commas were bougie in nature. I'm sorry. I speak for the proletariat comma. <laughs> the proletariat. The sans culottes comma. Yes! Where is my tennis court rebellion comma? I just imagined all these commas and little tennis scorts, like scorts, so now that's a problem. Where, Where is the comma for the common people? I think the comma is for everyone. Then stop making it fancy and superfluous. I can't help what Facebook does. Okay, anyways. <laughs> um... We love you. We have a cheese plate to get to. We do. I love the comma. I, to to quote John Green, the Oxford comma is lovely, comma space, unintrusive, comma space, and absolutely necessary. Thank you. Good night. <laughs>